How you doing? How you living? Austin Cunningham, Justin Treese, and Dan Kiefer coming to you this week to break down our next betting parlay here. And uh, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. Last week was a uh, was a rough week for me. Every bet that I thought I had <laughs> almost would have locked it in, right? Would have put all my money on it. Boy, am I glad I did not do that because it was not a good week for me. What about you guys, though? How was it and how are you doing? Uh, the... I'm done with Purdue for life. I lost like three bets by a combined five points and I'm, I'm pretty salty about it. And that will reflect on my card this uh, today. Uh, we're going a little NFL heavy because college is, uh, it's not treating me well. It's not for everybody. It's not. Um, yeah. I actually didn't do too bad on bets. Uh, I did have a, just a heartbreaker on a six game parlay um, that paid out like something like three or 3,300 or something like that. Um, whoa, it's got an echo here. That's weird. Sorry. Um, and I missed it because of the Kansas state over 47 I only went to 27. So it seems like they missed it by a lot, but Kansas state was in Tulane's territory five times and got turnover on downs all five times. It was just brutal. It just hurt watching that game. Dan was like, Truce, just turn it off as I'm texting. I'm like, what are they doing? Can we, can we talk about how lucky you got last week, though, between the over on Vegas and Arizona going to overtime, two fumbles yeah. to make it so you won. The App State game, did it hit on the last – I think the over in the App State game hit on the last play of the game. No, it was, it was before that on that one. Purdue and, uh, Purdue, Purdue and Cuse combined for like nine points at halftime and then went bonkers in the second half to hit the over. I mean, man, Never you're just doubt. living right. You're just living right, Trees. I, you know, it's – man's on a listen, roll, everybody. Never a doubt. And you want to know what? The best way to win bets is getting that, like, back door under, you know, or, or over oh, in this case. Like, yeah. you just love it. You just love a, it. A field, so, goal, a field goal instead of a touchdown to hit the under, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I went to that Raiders – uh cardinals game and i was just like screaming for overtime and i was like and all these raiders fans are like why i'm like because i bet the over bitches like of course i need this um but i told you guys this but just for our listeners uh was lucky enough to be in a suite and was really literally right next to uh the Carr family so like david Carr and derek's wife and uh hunter renfro's wife and all their kids and stuff like that and it was just it was amazing to like kind of like watch a play and then hurry and look over and see like their reaction to like see how they react to like their husband just getting drilled, you know, like or something like that. And it was it was very interesting to to watch that play out, especially at the last play of the game with obviously Hunter Renfro fumbling it to cost them in overtime. But also he got hurt on that play, which I don't think it really showed on TV and like he had to be helped off the field. So um, anyways. That's it. What was uh what was his wife's reaction? Did you look over and see or were you too busy celebrating oh, she, you hit the over? Oh, she uh she looked like she was about to cry. For sure. Yikes. Yeah. I and I think and it, I will let you know it for sure was not because the team lost. I think it was because her husband was hurt. <laughs> uh she did not seem too interested in the game. Um, well, he got absolutely freaking rocked. So he did. and he did. Didn't he have a fumble right before that too, though, that yeah, got recovered by them? Yeah, so it was just yeah. Yeah, rough ending is, to the game for Hunter Renfro. 
which is like Mr. Reliable for the most part. Too. Yeah. So it was just so weird that that actually happened. So, I mean, you know, I was, I'd uh, still, I'd still let him do my taxes personally, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> How was uh, David Carr? Was he over there just screaming like Derek's the best quarterback in the NFL, just like MVP chance every time yeah. he had a completion. Was there anything like that? No, he was actually very, like he was just very close, low key. He like sat in the corner and just watched the game. So um, I could see very that. much, very much. I feel not like, like if I personality, if I would have been there and intoxicated, I would have just been like, yo, David, that's an MVP throw right there, ain't it? That's an MVP level throw. That's the best yeah. quarterback in the league. Yeah. But the problem is, is like, this wasn't my box. So like, I yeah. didn't want to get no, kicked I totally, out and I want to get totally invited again. <laughs> yeah. Cause rumor is I might get invited to another one here by the end of the year, which Hey, I'll take. I'll take Raiders Chiefs so, game. Raiders Chiefs, Raiders Chargers. You know, one of those. And the last the Raiders games at the end of the year, I think, in yeah. Vegas. Yeah. If you're allowed to, uh, if you're allowed to invite a friend, I know somebody. Yeah, I'm open. Yeah, Dan, you're, yeah. you're open. Yeah, Dan <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it's the end, end of the year. Raiders Chiefs could have that game could have some big draft implications. You know. Yep. And really nothing good. better than inviting yourself to someone else's party. So uh, absolutely <laughs> love that. Let's go ahead and get into the bets for today, though. Let's make up for last week, uh, and mainly just me and Dan, because I think Trace still had himself a pretty decent week in terms of betting for college. But, Trace, let's go ahead and get you started with your first bet of the college matchup this coming weekend. Yeah, I'm going to take the under. Let's start off with the, with the doozy here. I'm going to take the under 62 of Georgia-Kent State. Is there a real worry that like Georgia could just put up 60 by themselves? Yes, there is. But Georgia has shown this year that they want to get their starters out of the game as quickly as possible. Um, and I kind of feel like they're going to do that again because now after this game is when they get into the, like the heart and the meat of the SEC schedule here. So I think they're going to like by like halftime early in the third quarter, they're going to be trying to get their starters out and then just start running the ball to get out of there. So let's not forget, like they would have hit the under against Georgia, South Carolina when they won 48, uh, seven Samford, they won 33, zero. And then obviously the Georgia Oregon game was 52. So that also would have been the under. So all of these would have been unders for as well as Georgia's played. They haven't even sniffed in the sixties. And again, I think it has a lot to do with them benching their starters there. So give me the under. Absolutely. Absolutely. Next up for me, I'm going to go Iowa State favored by two and a half versus Baylor. Uh, and one thing I noticed uh, through these lines, and I, I know you guys are probably aware if you listen to the show, but these lines will fluctuate, you know, often. So as we're kind of rolling through this, I'm sure our lines are unders, overs, and everything like that are going to be different than what you might go and look at immediately after listening to the show here. But again, I'm going Iowa State favored by two and a half versus Baylor. I just think this is kind of one of those deals where the big 12 is turning into the pac 12 in a way where just when you think a team is doing well and might win the conference boom they just kind of self-cannibalize themselves and you never know so that's why i'm going to take iowa state here versus baylor baylor's looked all right they've looked i shouldn't say all right they've looked good but i think iowa state is still in one of those modes here where they can make some noise happen and be even favored by two and a half here i'm going to go ahead and take them this is the quietest iowa state team in the last 10 years. So basically since they got rid of Brock Purdy, uh, insane. Uh, I do like McDonald, the Iowa state D end a little fun fact. Uh, I'm sticking in the 12 though, or maybe we want to start calling my SEC team. Either way, I'm taking Oklahoma as a 12 and a half point favorite hosting uh, K state. And I think, 
I don't like saying this out loud. I really don't. But I think this is finally the Oklahoma team we've always wanted Oklahoma to be. And I mean that in terms of you'd have your top tier teams, your Bama, Georgia, and then there's a second tier in the top 10 of these teams who don't deserve to be in the top three, but they're still pretty damn good teams. And I think Oklahoma is finally there where they're not going to shit the bed against these teams that they should just be rocking. Doing Gabriel, so doing the transfer quarterback thing like Oklahoma always does. He's been rock solid on the ground, through the air. I just like what Oklahoma's got going right now, guys. So I'm taking Oklahoma as a 12-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Next, we're getting a road favorite, the rare road favorite, full digits. Utah, 14-and-a-half, uh, so just over two-touchdown favorite against Arizona State. Arizona State hired uh, Herm Edwards over the weekend, so peace and peace to the Edwards family. He'll be fine. Catch him on the next pregame show, maybe sit next to Urban Meyer. Uh, Usually when a team fires a coach, you get good vibes the next game. You, know, you might have a come-out game. We saw that's not the case. Look what happened in Nebraska, folks. Hopefully you did not Thank take you. them last weekend. But uh, So I'm sticking <laughs> because in a situation where they need to railroad everybody from here on out to get back into the playoff talk after their loss to Florida. Florida's hasn't looked the same since. So, yeah, I'm taking Utah as a statement game here going on the road to Arizona State. I absolutely love it. And I love the fact that you brought up the fact, too, of Oklahoma and Nebraska last week because Nebraska uh, were 11-point underdogs. And I was like, you know what? You lose your head coach here. Team's going to rally together and go get a big win against Oklahoma. They're playing at home. I had a lot of buddies going to the game as well. And I was like, this is just, in my heart, I felt like it was a good bet. Well, when it comes to money, don't listen to your heart. You got to make the key decisions there because that's how you keep making money. And so that's what I'm going to try and do here because I'm going to take the Clemson money line versus Wake Forest. Clemson at the moment is a seven-point favorite, and we just enacted a new rule here as well because of this that we can no longer take the money line if the spread is greater than five points. I got in before that, so I think I'm just A-okay with it. But Clemson, again, favored by seven. I think Clemson's going to win the game, but there's just – Wake Forest is good enough to scare me that I don't think Clemson can do it by the seven. But at the same time, I don't want to take Wake Forest plus seven and then be wrong if Clemson comes out and just absolutely annihilates them in some way, shape, or form. So I, either way, bottom line, I'm going Clemson money line, and I'm just rolling with it. My wife is going to be, uh, I was about to say, is super mad, but I haven't told her yet. But she's going to be super mad because, like, <laughs> last weekend on Saturday, like, I was just, like, watching college football literally from, like, 10 a.m. to midnight because Utes didn't play until, like, 9 o'clock. Um, I'm going to be doing the same thing this weekend because, like, this Clemson game is at, like, the 10 a.m. start for me. And then you have Florida-Tennessee, which I think is just going to be an amazing game, and I wanted to bet on that game so badly um and then utah again doesn't start until like eight o'clock so like there's just like this full day and then sunday we know that we all just watch nfl anyway so she's just gonna have thoughts and prayers to me everybody and my marriage so hey good luck this weekend man yeah appreciate that um well actually we hold on a second sorry <clears throat> we're just gonna a little pause here i don't want to get too random with it you've always balanced that so well there's something you and i've talked about for years because my last relationship when we started talking football uh, was real rocky because of the fact that I wanted to watch a heavy dose of football, not to get too personal here. And you were like, whoa, 
this is super easy. Just do this. And I actually had someone last week ask me a question about it. And I was like, oh, man, I got a buddy who figured out the perfect balance of this. And I gave them your key advice on, you know, how to spend quality time with your wife or loved one and kids before the games start. Do everything that you need to be. And as soon as they start, boom, you're in the clear. Yeah, I think you got I'm, this. I think you're just I think you're teasing us. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little bit more heavy on college this year and last year though than I have been in the past so like I've always had like Saturdays where I've tried to like only watch Utah games and everything else was like I would just you know do the family time stuff but now like now that I'm like so into betting like I have to like watch it all um so it's a little bit more but like yeah but like the key is guys is like making breakfast and stuff in the mornings and like going and grabbing lunches and Dan's got something he's got to say, you know, and like even making dinners. Actually, one thing I've been doing this, this year is every Thursday I go like all out on a dinner for Thursday night football. So week one, we did ribeyes and red wine. And then last Thursday I did a lobster mac and cheese, which also Dan's wife, also wants to be married to me because I make better stuff on the Traeger. I wouldn't say better stuff. It's just, I don't make, I don't make seafood on the Traeger. I like, I'm a red meat guy, steak and potatoes. Yeah, you are. You are. You don't even know what a vegetable is either. So I, that's the food that my food eats, man. Uh, I was going to say Saturday morning, <laughs> if any dads out there need a life hack, I figured this out this weekend. So I love pancakes. We got two little boys. They love pancakes. My wife loves pancakes. Problem is when you make pancakes, you either have a griddle you got to clean or you have like pans freaking everywhere. Here's what you do. Take a pancake batter, put it in a muffin tin, bake it at 350. And if you do that, you can sprinkle chocolate chips on some. You can put bacon on some. You can put bananas on some blueberries. And it's like you have all these different kinds of pancakes, but there's no mess whatsoever. So bake those bad boys at 350 till they're golden brown. So you're making muffins or... Out of pancake batter, so they taste like pancakes. I like it. I you like might be it. onto something, and I feel yeah, a little I... left out here with this Traeger talk. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, get I one and you join the. And... We have a we have a text group. Yeah, what, you know, what? I just let me get out of this nice downtown apartment, and I'll get myself one of those. Traeger exactly. Come uh, on, man, grow up, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah I definitely need to. That <laughs> you're dead serious on that, <laughs> right on that. I love it. All right, Ted, moving back on. Um, I also am taking Utah 14 and a half. This team is, they're on a rampage, man. They are just, they're not looking forward to anything. They're just like, hey, business as usual. Let's take care of this. And then like, we'll see you October 15th at Rice Eccles Stadium, USC. Let's do this. So like you said, Herm Edwards got fired. Did you guys watch the video of him walking off the field? I saw a clip of it, but I didn't finish it. What happened? Literally, I'm pretty sure he got I'm pretty fired sure got, in the end zone. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he got fired in the end zone because it was the AD and the president. And like, like the AD is like one of his best friends. And like he was like patting him on the shoulder. And you could see that he was saying, I'm sorry. And he was, and, and, and Herm was just like, It's all right. I get it. And right, like, we, like, we make jokes about like, don't let that coach, you know, leave at the airport. You know, don't let, you know, let that guy's cut before he, you know, cleans out his locker. Legitimately in the end zone. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you don't see that too often, especially for somebody like Herm Edwards, who, you know, say what you will about him, but he's a pretty well-respected man in the industry. Yeah, exactly. I love he it. Mo- he right. most definitely is. I cannot imagine just walking to the end zone and being like, hey, uh, 
<laughs> you're out. You're done. Here's that's like Lane Kiffin being left on the tarmac, but still, I mean, you're not who, even out of the field. So here's what we didn't yeah. talk about. Who talks to the team after the game? Oh, they for shit. Sure, they like, for sure let him. They, they have respect for Herm that they let him. They, they were well, probably so, like, hey, so, we're not so going to announce until tomorrow. So, so, so Herm goes to the locker room like, all right, gentlemen, uh, love the effort out there. Uh, there's no victory in a loss, and I got shit canned. Like what are we talking about? Like you guys, let's just go ahead and build and upon this I'm loss. I'm fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah to, exactly. Wait, wait, wait to mold young men. Yeah, he wouldn't even have said that though, because like in the video, it, it, you can hear, see Herm say they wanted it more than us, or something like that too. Then if you guys don't aren't know, don't know what we're talking about, they literally lost to Eastern Michigan as as twenty as twenty point favorites, they lost outright by nine points, like at home. So, anyways, um, next game, I am going to take North Carolina minus one and a half against Notre Dame. Notre Dame looks bad. I mean, I had to watch all of that game because of our because uh, of the parlay. Um, they are just their their offense is so bad. Their defense actually is all right. I, I can respect their defense and keeping them in games, but like this North Carolina offense is going to be able to put up points. Given I do think the North Carolina defense is garbage, but like Notre Dame's offense is probably just as bad. So give me the one and a half point favorites. North Carolina trying to go to, I think, 4-0 and now if they end up winning this game, which would be crazy to think about another ACC team just continuing to win because, like, Duke's 3-0, and and they play 3-0 Kansas, which is just awesome, but we'll get to that here in a sure minute. Um, so, anyways, I'm going to take North Carolina at home minus 1.5 against North Carolina – or against Notre Dame. Yep, and I, I love to see the success that North Carolina is having, especially with Mac Brown there, former Texas Longhorn coach. Great, I should say. Um, but here's the thing with Notre Dame, and Teresa, I agree with everything you said about their offense just being absolutely atrocious. Their offensive coordinator, I mean, verify this for me. I heard that he was just screaming at the quarterback, yes. like, just do your fucking job, like, just make the right amazing. fucking read. So, so uh, sorry, I'm not trying to cut you off. No, you're What good. happened is right before that, it was third down and three, and they had a they had a bootleg wide open wide receiver, and he just chucks it into the ground like at his feet, like one of the worst throws I've ever seen. And that's when that's when the OC just went off, and it was amazing. So because of that, I'm going to assume there is another quarterback in the mix that's going to come in and be a game changer this week. Now. Knowing my luck as well, there is probably not. And that means the current starter quarterback for Notre Dame is going to have himself a decent game. Bottom line, I have Notre Dame plus two versus North Carolina because I do not think – I I really hope they don't just start the season like 0-3 because that is just going to be – The one win, I'm just talking against like key opponents here, just like not being able to win these any type of big matchup here with Notre Dame because like if you cannot do that I mean it is not a hot start for Mr. Marcus Freeman and I know Notre Dame is very loyal and they're going to give him time but at the same point in saying that it's like you've got to make some noise here in year one like you've got to have something headed in the right direction because if you don't I feel like it's going to make it even harder to get some recruits there or maybe at the same time it's like hey we got everything else but a quarterback Either way, I'm taking Notre Dame plus two versus North Carolina. I am just hoping and praying that they can finally turn it around this week. I think – sorry, go ahead, Dan. I was going to say, you know, it sucks for Notre Dame because I think we're all Marcus Freeman fans. Like, we all want to see Marcus Freeman succeed no matter how we feel about Notre Dame as a school or the football team. And it's – things have not broken well for them so far this year. 
Yeah. Not at all. Um, and to me, this feels like a Notre Dame team that wins like three games this year, like three to four games. But one of them is like USC. <laughs> like that's it. But they like completely suck. Like that's what this feels like. So I'm happy we're going against each other. It's going to make this game much better. Um, so actually – is is the line two now? Because I got it at one and a half yesterday. If it's yeah, I looked uh, this morning. Okay, so I'll still take for the record. I'll still take North Carolina at minus two. So I'll update mine, and we're gonna call it minus two now. Okay, fair enough. My next game. Now I know Watson. We talked about you're not supposed to bet with your heart. You're supposed to bet with your head. Sometimes you bet just so you can feel something. And Saturday night, <laughs> I. I'm not okay with what the NCAA did to my boys, okay? I am not okay with this whatsoever. They put the University of Wisconsin Badgers on the road at Ohio State in prime time. Ohio State is wearing their all-black uniforms. Do you know why? Because this is going to be a goddamn funeral, okay? My boys are going to get slaughtered, and I'm not okay with it. On national television, everyone's going to be watching this game. Over-under set at 57. I'm not touching the spread because in some off-miracle, Braylon Allen might single-handedly be Davy Crockett at the Alamo and do this by himself. But at 57, I'm taking the over because I think Ohio State scores at least 40. So the Badgers can trip the 17 points, and there we go. Uh, yeah, this I wanted to bet on this game because it is a primetime game, but, man, at least taking the over when Ohio State is just running up the score with every ex-NFL player's child at wide receiver, I'll be like, oh, it's okay. We're a little close to the over, a little closer to the over. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. A little closer to the over. So uh, check out me being a super sad boy this weekend with the Badgers playing – Ohio State and Miami going and uh, no, I think Buffalo can't wait. It's going to be awesome. My final college game, because I went heavier on the NFL side, the battle for the Black Pearl. We have the East Carolina Pirates hosting the Navy Midshipmen. East Carolina is a 17-point home favorite. I like Colton Aylers, the uh, 37th year quarterback there for East Carolina, and Navy is very bad at football, so I'm taking the Pirates. Absolutely love it. And I'm going to be uh, rolling on next with the uh, football program of the Kansas Jayhawks, mainly known for their basketball success. We all know that just won the national title this last year. But boy, it's the football team that's making noise. And holy freaking smokes, am I absolutely loving it because I have not seen Kansas be good at football or somewhat competitive in any way, shape or form since I was in middle school. And that's been a little bit. So in saying that they played Duke this week at home in Kansas, and they're favored by seven. I am going to just keep rolling with the Kansas Jayhawks. The Duke Blue Devils are also 3-0. and But at the same time, I'm sitting here looking at this, and I'm looking at the yards that Kansas is putting up per game here in the yards that they're allowing. I think this is going to be a fun back-and-forth game. But when it really comes down to it, I am taking Mr. Jalen Daniels, the quarterback of the Kansas Jayhawks, to be the difference maker and for them to go win this football game. I am rolling heavy with the Jayhawks. Rock Chalk, Jayhawk, favored by seven and a half. Yeah, basketball in September now with Kansas and Duke. Absolutely love to see it. All right, Indiana at Cincy, over 57. 
Last week, I took Western Kentucky at plus six and a half over Indy, saying that I thought Indy, Indiana was going to try to like go toe-to-toe with them in the passing game. They tried, and they ended up winning that game in overtime, luckily, because Western Kentucky's kicker missed a pretty easy field goal at the end of um, regulation. So I did cover that one, so that was nice. This one, now that I've watched Indiana's offense a little bit more, I do think they can put up a lot of points. I mean, they are putting up over 30 a game. Cincinnati's putting up over 42 a game. And neither of these defenses are fantastic. They're actually more of like bend, don't break defenses where they're both averaging giving up about like 20 to 22-ish, somewhere in that area. So, and I have just faith that these offenses are going to be able to punch it into the end zone. So give me the over 57 on Indiana versus Cincinnati. Um, The next game we have, should we get some Sunbelt action going on in here? So give me James Madison versus App State. Is App State just like the funnest team to watch this year? Because they're just in close games every single week. It's fantastic. Yeah. Like, so give me James Madison, 2-0 James Madison versus 2-1 App State over 58. So this James Madison quarterback is pretty dang good. He has 450 passing yards in the two games and nine touchdown passes. Athletic kid that can run around. We've, we can see the App State's defense is not able to slow down very many people. They're in high-scoring games, what it feels like every week. And then, obviously, we've seen um, Bryce and the App State offense. He's also put up nine touchdown passes. I mean, 18 touchdown passes in five games is pretty insane between these guys. So, give me the over 58. Feeling pretty good about that, considering you know these defenses – I should I shouldn't say these defense. I should say App State's. Like James Madison's actually only giving up like seven points a game, but they've just played garbage team, so it doesn't really like count for anything. So um, under sixty, I thought was a nice little line for these guys. So give me the over fifty eight. Perfect. I'm going to go with Arkansas plus two versus Texas A and M this week. They are going to be playing at Texas A and M, but here's the thing, Arkansas. It was a close matchup last week against my Missouri State Bears. Holy shit, did I think Missouri State was going to pull it off with Bobby Petrino coming back for the first time since his little motorcycle accident with his assistant. And it was looking real solid going all the way into the fourth quarter. But Arkansas does what it does, and they come back and eventually win 38-27. to But here's the thing. This offense for the Arkansas Razorbacks can put points on the board when they need to. I've seen them do it multiple times where it looks like they're struggling, and the next thing you know, K.J. Jefferson is putting together a drive where they're just marching down the field and they're making things happen. This offense is averaging 500 yards total per game right now, and it's just like you're sitting here looking at it and being like, okay, holy cow, this is great. And then you look at Texas A&M defense, and they're only allowing about 300 Arkansas's defense is allowing about 430 and then Texas A&M offense is only getting about 300. So when I look at the difference there, it's the fact that Arkansas is going to be able to put up a lot of offensive numbers and Texas A&M might as well, but I don't think Texas A&M's offense can keep up with Arkansas's. And so that's why I'm going to take Arkansas actually here uh, to win this game. And I think it's going to be a fun one. I think it's going to be an electric matchup as well, but I am going to take Arkansas with what I saw this morning at plus two. And let's uh, go Trace, back why don't you to, give us a, uh, let's miss your yeah. final game. Yeah, I'm not on college games, one. man. Uh, we're done on that. Yeah, since I'm going six on college and I'm sitting here and I've been fighting between three different games that I really wanted to to put on my card here. I'm switching it up. I had South Carolina minus 22 against Charlotte. 
but I'm changing it. I'm going to take, oh my <laughs> goodness, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't do this. I'm not. I'm going to stick to my gut. I'm going to stick to my gut. Give me South Carolina minus 22 against Charlotte. Charlotte is what we like to call a bad football team, folks. Like they are really, really bad. Um, given South Carolina look, has looked like shit. Spencer Rattler has looked like shit. He has five interceptions compared to two touchdowns. But this Charlotte team just can't stop anybody. They're one in three, but their win was a garbage win. Like when they played good teams, they've just gotten blown out. So give me South Carolina. They're going to be upset. They're going to be at home. They're going to be upset with what just happened against Georgia. They're going to want to blow out Charlotte. Give me South Carolina minus 22. Do you want to tell us what the other games were? So if you get that one wrong, we can make fun of you. Yeah, yeah. So I would would appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah. So the the other two, the other two are um, Florida, Tennessee, uh, over sixty-two. The reason why I didn't do that is because Tillman, their Tennessee's wide receiver, got hurt last week and he's questionable right now to play. So if he doesn't play, I might, that's why I don't want to take that. But I, I think that's going to be a very high scoring game. Um, and then the other one, sorry, but it was Ohio State at minus 18. 18 now? Yeah, it's 18 now. Damn, it was like 16. It was 17? Yeah, <laughs> 17 the other day. Damn. And I was like, I was like, listen, I love my boys, but you know, 17 points. If it was 17 or under, I would be taking it. But it's 18 yeah. right now. So. Uh, it's I just don't. I don't want it to be Saturday. Uh, on the NFL side of things, I'm starting things off with an over, probably, as of right now, the two most explosive offenses in the league. I think that's safe to say. In Buffalo and Miami, meet down in Miami, 53 and a half over under. I do like the Buffalo defense, but listen, folks, I just don't think there's a defense out there that can run with the weapons Miami has. We saw it, and now we got confident to it. We got cocky to it. Tyreek's out there saying that we got to get a truckload of wheelbarrows so McDaniel and Tua can haul their nuts around, all right? Real quote. So, yeah, I'm taking the over in this one. I think Miami does lose the game. I think Flo's a six-and-a-half-point favorite right now, so I would have flirted with that. But it's more fun with the over, so I'm taking the over here. And I'm, I'm actually right there with you on this game, uh, Dan, because I just think it's one of those deals where you sit and you look at it and you go, Buffalo put up a ton of points last week. So did Miami there late in the game. The fact that they came back from 21 down to win that game was the first – teams were 0 and 711, went down by 21 points over the last 500-some games. Boom, not anymore, thanks to Mr. Freaking Tua. Also, have you guys seen the video of the inverting uh, Tua on his throws where he right-handed, looks like a right-handed Tua? quarterback? And he just looks so, so much better. Wingin'. Throwing the football, and I'm just like, damn, that's a fucking quarterback right there. But I watch him left-handed. I'm like, man, it looks like he's just struggling to throw the football. It just looks so awkward. It doesn't even look natural. You flip that thing around, you're like, that's the purest quarterback in the league right now. I have no idea how or why, but damn. And then the same thing with Lamar Jackson. When you go from right-handed to left-handed, it's like, look how much harder he throws the football. And I've actually been kind of thinking that lately where, man, my ball really popped out of his hand. But then you see it like – inverted where he looks like he's throwing left hand and you're like this dude's got a freaking missile arm i can't wait to see what patrick mahomes looks like throwing left arm or left-handed because i bet it is just absolutely hideous where it's just like what the fuck why is he throwing left-handed at his waist extending a step and then throwing it why why would someone even try that left-handed but yeah, i don't know you, i think it's pretty unique and interesting you might not know this austin but um patrick mahomes dad played baseball 
So yeah. Pat probably Pat probably came for a left-handed really well. Uh, yeah, I th- I think I've seen him do it on a on a key third and. I think I was gonna say I feel like he does Denver. that like underhand shuffle every third play. So. Oh, who was it that did it last week and absolutely botched it? I think, I think it might have been Kyler, and it just like. He like went to do the underhand toss just like Patrick does on those plays, but he like threw it too high and it just bounced right off his running back's helmet. I think it was Kyler. It might have been somebody else, but it's like, you know, that throw is actually a little bit harder than some people realize. Unless unless you ask no. Justin Trees. I remember when we first started talking football, I was like, man, look at Patrick Mahomes just throwing like behind the back, like at camp or whatnot. Like, that's so cool. And Trees is like, I can do the same fucking thing. What are you talking about? And I'm like, whatever. Like, that's so much harder than you realize. Like, da, da, da. he goes out in his backyard and has his wife film him so he can do it. And he does it from like four yards away and just zips it at her. She's like, oh my God. <laughs> I still think about that video from time to time and it just cracks me up where you're just like, nah, I can definitely do that. And you, yeah. I mean, you did it was funny because it was like when we were still like young in our friendship relationship here. And so I was just like, this dude's going to think I'm an asshole here, but like, he's wrong. Like it's not that hard from like five yards away. So, um, all right, moving on. I'm going to take a underdog on the road that I don't believe should be an underdog. I'm going to take the Houston Texans at plus three against the Chicago bears. This bears team is really, really bad. Like we all thought that at the start of the season that they were going to be. Justin Fields has looked bad. The game plan has looked bad. The playmakers around him has looked bad. And Justin Fields legit might get booed at home after his comments of like, hey, like we're more upset than fans are. We're the ones that put in the work and they don't. Like, dude, even if you think that, just don't say it, man. Like, don't say it. Go ahead. I actually love that because – Here's the reason Chicago's fan base is just absolutely ruthless. And I mean, they will, they will support you and root for you. And then at a moment's notice, they will just flip and they will let you hear about it. And they just, they, they murder you for it. And I think that's something honestly, Chicago needs and a quarterback to just be like, Hey, like, I don't fucking care. You know what I mean? Just like, I'm going to stand up for myself. I'm going to stand up for my teammates here. Are things going the way we want two weeks into the NFL season? Absolutely not. But I know we're the ones putting in work. You can sit there and complain about it at home all you want because that's all you guys ever do. Let us just keep working and we're going to figure it out. Because the moment they start winning, every single one of those fans is going to kind of completely forget about those comments. Did uh, you guys see the video of the fan in front of his TV and he's like losing his shit because the Bears are – losing they're trying to catch up and they're running the ball and his girlfriend tries to get his attention he's like listen you've been my girl for six months they've been my team for 20 years (laughs) yeah yeah he's like i've known you for two months i've been watching them 22 years it's amazing (laughs) like everybody laps up sorry go ahead i was gonna say shout out that guy because if you watch the last 22 years of this football man like tip of the hat to you dude you have a very high pain threshold and man you thought rex grossman was the dude for at least a year (laughs) yeah yeah so everybody laughs about that part right the 22 year part what i laughed about most is like at the beginning where he's like if we lose this game don't talk to me for a week (laughs) like that i i feel that like i can relate to that very very much so are you lasering me right now dan like what the hell is happening Uh, no i'm 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 playing with i got a laser pointer now in my room so got it got it okay (laughs) So uh, taking Houston, 
plus three. I think Houston actually is not that bad of a team. Like they actually feel like the Lions of last year, where they're going to just play everybody tough. They're probably going to lose way too many games, like just because they're young and just make stupid mistakes. But they're going to play everybody tough. So give me Houston. Maybe they're going to be able to try to catch up to the first place AFC South Jacksonville Jaguars. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Um, next game. Yeah, I had to put that out there. Next game, Kansas City. Minus six and a half at the Colts. Shocked that neither of you guys have this on on the card right now. Like, yes, like, does it kind of feel like a trap game? Kind of like the Bengals game last week. I even said that when I took the Bengals at minus seven. I'm like, this kind of feels like a trap. This might be like a trap that it might be closer. But then I started doing some research here. And Patrick Mahomes against Gus Bradley, who is the DC for the Colts. He has thrown 17 touchdowns and two interceptions against him and a 72% completion percentage. Like, that's what the Colts have allowed this year against the Texans and the Jaguars. If you're allowing 72% completion percentage to Mills and Lawrence, what are you going to do to Patrick Mahomes? Mahomes might go 30 for 31, like legit. And the the one incompletion might be because he tries to throw it behind the back for 37 yards. Like, that might be it. So give me the Colts – or sorry, give me the – Kansas City over the Colts, six and a half. I don't care that they're on the road. Chiefs are rolling and they're like, hey, it's us and the Bills in the AFC. Man, do you just like think that there's no way the Colts are actually this bad though? I mean, great. Okay, so we don't know if Michael Pittman's going to play right now. The city's Mm -hmm. trending positive, but, you know, that could just be coach speak. But like, what are the Colts doing? Jonathan Taylor had like 11 total touches last weekend. Like, yeah, I know. just what are we doing? I, I just so don't bad. understand why the Colts are so bad. Yeah. I mean, at some Ryan. point we got to stop making excuses for him because I, yeah. I mean, and I'm mainly speaking to myself here because it just feels like things you're getting closer and closer and things are looking well and you finally got it. And then like, next thing, you know, ugh, no, you don't. And they keep shooting themselves in the foot. Matt Ryan, I know we're only two weeks in has not looked very good, but sticking yeah. with that game tree is because I wanted to take it, but there is a concern that it's a trap game and it's the fact of maybe the Colts do realize like, hey, we need to start running the ball. And I don't know how good Kansas City's run defense is because we've not really had to see it this year because when you're playing the Arizona Cardinals, they like to sling it. You're playing the Chargers. They wanted to sling it. But when they started running the ball there and they started getting some key downs or some key rushes, it was like, man, if they keep doing this, I feel like they're going to be able to control the clock in the game. And that's what I worry that the Colts can do. And then plus Willie Gay Jr., uh, the linebacker for the Chiefs, is now suspended for four games. And he is a key part of that run defense as well just because he's so quick to fill a gap and force the running back to either bounce outside or, you know, go back into the defense that I don't know how the Chiefs are going to be able to replace that so quickly because I don't think they were expecting him to be suspended. And I understand why he's suspended. I think he should be suspended. My only thing was, why did it take you three weeks into the NFL season to make that decision? Why was that not something that was done over the summer or just like, okay, hey, boom, here's a misdemeanor charge. You were arrested in January. You're suspended four games to start the year. Like that would have been so much more understandable and like easier to go with. But now, and I'm going to sound like as a biased Chiefs fan here, but it just, it sucks that, the games that he's suspended, he's going to miss against Tampa and Buffalo. And it's like, you need that guy on the field and you don't have him. But at the same time, don't make stupid decisions and be an idiot with your 
you know, your baby mom in front of your kid and don't be breaking stuff and learn how to control your anger. And this isn't an issue at all. That is that. But now moving on to my next bet, I'm going to take the Lions plus six versus the Vikings. As soon as I put this in, I was like, oh, the Vikings are going to be pissed with the way they played against Philadelphia. They left some opportunities on the field. Kirk Cousins kind of played like shit. But then at the same time, I was like, you know what? I'm taking that grit of the Detroit Lions. And so I am going to stick with them at plus six here because I absolutely loved the way they looked last week. And it's just something they could build upon. And I am just a Dan Campbell stand here because that dude could get me ready to run through a brick wall at a moment's notice. Like, I just look at that dude. And I'm like, you got it, coach. Not even my fucking coach. I might just start calling him coach. Coach Campbell. I, I love it. Uh, yeah, we, we definitely stand the Detroit Lions led by Dan Campbell. The Lions are like a sneaky, fun team. Yeah. They can score, they can score with everybody. Amon Ross St. Brown has been a revelation since he started Duh. playing halfway through last year. And, hey, folks, they don't even have Jameis Williams yet. Like, when they get him back to take the, the top off, the, I mean, I hate to say it, but the Lions are – just don't bury him, okay? Don't don't bury him here early in the season. Uh, my first bet, I am going with a get-right game for the Cincinnati Bengals, four-and-a-half-point favorite going to the Jets. It seems like whenever I need to win gambling, I just pick whoever's against the Jets. I'm sorry. I love Joe Flacco. It's a great story. Zach Wilson's not going to play till he's 110%. I'd probably feel better about this line if Zach Wilson was playing, if we're being honest right now. But, uh, I think the Bengals are going to get right. Joe Burrow has got to stop taking sacks or the line stop giving up sacks, whatever side of the line you want to play there. But either way, four and a half, so basically a touchdown win over the Jets. I can see that pretty easy. Next game, I got Rams as a favorite going on the road to Arizona. Pretty simple. Sean McVay owns Cliff Kingsbury. Absolutely owns him. Uh, the Rams, once again, are kind of in a right mood. Stafford realized he's got more receivers than Cooper Cup. Arizona is getting defensive backs off the street, and they're not good. Uh, so I got no faith in this Arizona team. They should have lost to the uh, Raiders. Raiders gave it away. Give me the Rams. Love it. Next up, I got Denver plus one versus San Francisco. Um, I don't know. I mean, I know that this game is in San Francisco, but at the same time, it's just like, how is Denver just not almost favored in this game? I know Jimmy Garoppolo is coming back for the Niners, so some people might be believing in that hype. But last week, it looked like the Broncos kind of started getting things heading in the right direction. It still didn't look very pretty, but things at least looked a little bit smoother for him. So that's why I'm going to roll with Denver here and Russell Wilson. He's familiar playing with San Francisco. He knows he's got better weapons here. He's got a better offensive line. So I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos plus one heading into San Francisco. Cool. Uh, I got to say, out of all my preseason picks, me saying Denver might win the AFC West is probably my least favorite thing I've said. Because I could have told look, you that. They look really bad. They look really bad. Um, okay, so I'm going to also take the Rams at minus three and a half. Literally, I'm not going to repeat everything Dan just said. Just, yes, ditto, Dan. Like, I just think the Rams are going to dominate. Uh, and then my last pick, because I only have four NFL games this week, is I'm actually going to take the Ravens at minus three at New England. I think the Ravens are going to be pissed. And again, I don't think New England's very good. I know they pulled out a, a sneaky win against the Steelers. I I don't care. I think the Ravens are a much, much better team. So give me the Ravens at minus three. Perfect. Next up, I have the New York Giants favored by two against the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm absolutely taking that because this New York Giants offense here, or I should just say team, 
New York football giants, I'm absolutely loving it because you have your head coach, Brian Dable, dancing in the locker room with teammates after we've already seen him yelling at Daniel Jones on the sideline. So for the fact that you can go from just screaming at him and about to rip his head off to then dancing with your team in the locker room, Saquon Barkley looks good on the ground. Your defense is getting after the quarterback. You're creating turnovers. You're just, you're making a difference. I think that is just the winning recipe for the New York giants and how they can beat the Cowboys. And the Cowboys just don't look like the Cowboys. I know they won last week, but it was not a pretty win and it was a pretty ugly game there. And if you can go and get after Cooper rush and make some noise and slow down Ezekiel Elliott, boy, this is going to be a fun game to watch on Monday night because just being favored by two. And I feel like this line is going to continue to move as we go over to the weekend here, but I'm rolling with the New York giants because I'm absolutely loving what's going on right now. So Austin, you've inspired me. I wanted to bet this game so bad, but I thought it was just disgusting. Thought everything about this game was disgusting. I don't trust the Giants. I think they've been a team of circumstance that things have just broken their way incredibly, fortunately, the first two weeks of the season. So I wanted to bet this game, and then I couldn't do it. And then you start talking. I said, you know what? I can't let Austin be alone. So I'm going to watch that game with you as I take Dallas at plus two and here's why, and here's why Micah Parsons and the quarterback of the giants is Daniel Jones. Yeah. Mr. Fumble. Is anyone going to be surprised if Micah Parsons fumble sixes, Daniel Jones twice, you you know what I mean? Like, okay. So twice, let's just say he does it once that might be enough to win the game. Like seven, nothing might be enough. I think the, I flirted with the under. It's in the low 30s, and I just, for the life of me, can't do that. I don't want to stay up till midnight on Monday night watching the under. It's not how I want to live, but I would gladly stay up to see Dallas up plus two so our guy Tony Pollard can take one on the outside to secure the dub for me. So give me Dallas up plus two. Next game I'm taking is another under. I'm taking the under 38 and a half. We're going to Cleveland. These are two bad offenses. They're just bad. We're running the Ben Roethlisberger late career Ben Roethlisberger offense again with Mitch Trubisky. We have, so you have an athletic quarterback who you're not letting be an athlete, which is a very interesting uh, standpoint to make. So I think this is once again, going to be one of those Cleveland's going to run the ball half a hundred times and just get out with a 17, 10 victory and be happy about it. So give me uh, give me the under Pittsburgh and Cleveland. I don't know. I, for some reason, I thought you were going to go again there. You already did because you told me you were going to take Dallas here because my last game is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles versus Washington. And this is another one of those matchups where I'm going to take the money line because I just don't know what version of Washington and Carson Wentz we are honestly going to see. Um, and so it is just, again, one of those deals where you look at Carson Wentz and this is a guy who's not looked absolutely atrocious the last two years, but we deem him as just being – God awful. I think he's got about 35 touchdowns and 10 interceptions since leading back to last year so far into this season. And again, it's just one of those deals and situations where he's just so inconsistent that that's why he just has the rap of being a bad quarterback. Because I actually had someone talk to me about this yesterday. That's why I bring it up and why when I looked at this game, I was like, I want to take Philadelphia to win. But at the same time, I don't know what this being a division matchup against Washington where they're like, We've seen enough of these guys. We know how to slow down Hurts. We know how to make him uncomfortable. We know how to lead him into bad decisions. 
But then also in saying that, it's like Philadelphia's receiving core is solid. Like even outside of A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, because Watkins had himself a hell of a game Monday night. And it's like, is he going to continue to build off of that? Is Dallas Goddard going to get in the mix? And then Miles Sanders, I don't know where this just wonderful, just beautiness of patience behind the offensive line came from, but holy shit, did it look like it was just on full display against the Vikings. But again, in saying that, it's like, why don't you consistently run the ball with him and have him be a bigger part of your offense? So for me, I'm just really unsure of what's going to happen. And as this, you know, as we've done this show, my line has just continued to move here. So I don't know if you guys have seen me moving this or changing this number several times, but I wanted to see what the odds would be for my 10 game parlay between the NFL and college football. And for a $10 bet with all my games and the odds, I would win almost $3,000. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to fucking do it because I would love to make $3,000 this weekend. And that's how fucking confident I am in these bets right now. I love it, man. So, sorry, one second, man. So, uh, my best friend's dad, they live in Vegas. And so, like, all of them, like, it's just him and his buddies. Every Saturday morning, they go and make all their bets together. Like, they've done it for, like, years and years and years. So, and there's 10 of them. So, they all choose one game. And every week, they all put in $10 together. And they do a $100 10-game parlay every single week. And they've done it for years. Have they ever hit hit it? No, that's what I asked him yesterday. I was like, dude, have you ever hit it? And he's like, no, we've gone nine and one multiple times. Oh, and I, was just like, mm. I just, I was like, ooh, ooh, imagine, <laughs> imagine being the guy that had the yeah. loss. Like, would you not yeah. just feel you just let, oh man, because like any 10 game parlay, like, it's impossible. You get, like almost impossible. It's, yeah, a, it's almost impossible, but B, like the cash outs are always insane. Like, yeah. that's how you get that. This guy bet $20 and he made half a million because 10 game parlays are just impossible. Exactly. So, Austin, exactly. dude, I, I truly hope you get it, man. My, uh, my final game, my final game is I'm taking another under. I don't, I don't know what this is doing to me, man, these unders. Uh, but 40 and a half for Houston at Chicago. Please, I know you got this game, so we're not going to spend too much time on it. But these are two offenses that are struggling. I don't understand why Chicago was trailing the entire time to Green Bay and just continued to not throw the ball. Darnell Mooney is gone, just not existent. Cole Komet has as many catches as I do this season on only two more targets. So this is just all bad. It's all bad with Chicago right now. Uh, their fans are calling for their head. It's just bad. So I like the under here. Who knows? Maybe I'll even get a classic Chicago wind weather game where it'd be a repeat of the 49ers game from week one, and it's just sloppy as hell. Either way, I'm taking the under in that game. Switching into our three-leg parlays. I'm taking Oklahoma as a 13-point favorite against Navy. The Rams going on the road as a a three-and-a-half-point favorite at Arizona. And then the Bengals as a a four-and-a-half-point favorite at the Jets. I – I think I'm going to switch. I can't have three favorites. That just feels bad. So I'm going to swap out. This is great podcasting. I'm going to swap out that Bengals game and throw Dallas in there because I want the three-leg parlays, me and Austin, to be tied going into Monday Night Football. I think that would just be awesome. So I want to live in that world. Austin, what do you got? <laughs> yeah. So I'm uh, I'm going to stick with my Kansas Jayhawks uh, for right now. I've actually always hated the Jayhawks, so I don't know – what's really gotten into me with this and hopefully I'm not just the ultimate jinx but if I am <laughs> suck on that Jayhawks but I'm gonna go with Kansas favored by seven and a half versus Duke and then I'm gonna take the over at the 53 and a half with the Bills and Dolphins that line has probably moved since we've recorded or started and 
been done by the time you guys are listening to this. But again, over 53 and a half for the Bills and Dolphins is what I have it at. And then the Giants being favored by two against the Dallas Cowboys because if I'm Brian Dable, I just look to see where uh, Micah Parsons is on the field. And I'm telling Daniel Jones is audible of the play to go the other direction to at least by yourself another maybe like tenth of a second because it's not going to be that much faster or better for you because that dude is just too damn fast. Love it. All right. Mine. I'm going Ravens minus three at New England and then going back to my bread and butter this year in college. And I'm doing the Georgia versus Kent State under 62 and the James Madison versus App State over 58. So that's it. I purposely didn't choose a couple other games because I wanted them in our five game parlay. And I'm sick of us like doubling up and tripling up in that game, costing us on all of our parlays. So everybody. Like all of, yeah, exactly. Uh, shout out Kent State to Lane. Um, so we all get to pick one and then we'll figure out the last two. So I will go with mine first and I will take, I'm going to take Utah at minus 14 and a half. Austin. What do you got? Yeah, I just – I thought you'd have a little bit more confidence in your voice. It's kind of got me a little bit worried, if I'm going to be completely honest with you. Actually, uh, I it, think, it's because there's another game I really want, but I think Dan's going to take it, so I think I'm good. <laughs> All righty. Uh, I think – are we fine to go money line on this, or do we not want to in our parlay? We, we can do money line, absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to take Notre Dame versus – or, excuse me, Clemson versus Wake Forest money line. All right, I wanted the Utah game, which was convenient, but uh, I do just adore the Rams, the three-and-a-half-point favorite, so I'm picking them going to Arizona. Was that the game I was supposed to pick, please? It was, yeah. Okay, so good. We're good. I, just, I just wanted to make sure we're making you happy. You know, I yeah. don't want yeah. to get yeah. dad mad. I already it's got yelled at world. We're just living in it. Yeah. You know, I got yelled at for playing with a laser pointer. I don't want to get yelled at again. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, as long as you guys understand. Don't point that in my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm Bryson DeChambeau. If you guys have watched that video, Jesus Christ! That God, guy. what a little bitch! Guy, what a little bitch! Oh, I, ca- I can't fuck, even guys? see anything. It I can't even my see. Own, it slipped my eye open, dude. It hit you in the <laughs> brim of the hat, dude. Calm down, Mister Muscle Man. Um, okay, we got we got two more to go here. Um, where where are we thinking? What are we feeling, guys? Um, are there any other games that you guys are feeling really good about? On your guys' cards. The over for Bill's Dolphins. Yep, I like that a lot. That I got in. Let's do it. If you, if- Otherwise, I... <clears throat> I'm looking at, like... How do you feel about Lions plus six? <sighs> like... <laughs> I, I want I want to say I like it, but like the Minnesota. That's where I'm like, at too. Like Minnesota can just put up crazy points, and like can. Lions defense is not very good, so it just scares and we could me. Just see, like, we could just see. We could just see Cook just run all over him. Exactly. Well, at the same time, like Okuda Okuda for Detroit has been awesome this year. He has been. He's been really so. Good. But I don't know. Like, and I'm not saying he can stop Justin Jefferson, but can he limit? Justin Jefferson, because if that's the case, then I feel a lot better about it. I think this is going to end up being a shootout either way. Yeah, I just don't. Mm. I don't have. I don't have faith that Jet gets slowed down two weeks in a row. That's my. I think that's, that's my fair. concern there. That's fair. If 
if I had to make a choice for this last one, it'd be James Madison versus App State and the over. Would it? Would it? Why do you have zero confidence in anything yeah. anyone says today? Like even yourself. Like, like I know because guys, we're guys, we're over, we're over eight on parlays. No, this year, I so. love the concentration. I because I agree I mean, with Dan. It just seems is doing. It just seems like someone's putting question marks in your teleprompter right now. Yeah, they really are. They really are. What about but the, I, what a, mm, no, I don't. I don't love that either. Now you got me in my own head. I was about I to know, say yeah. Indiana. I was about to say Indiana and Cincy because that's a little bit of rivalry game. Close, uh, you know, they're too close to each other. But then I was like, well, I know Cincinnati's going to score, but Indiana's really bad. I don't <laughs> think Indiana's really bad, dude. Indiana, they, Indiana. Well, obviously, they get you blown made, out last week. Obviously, no, they won. They won. Indiana did. Yeah, they beat Western Kentucky in overtime. Almost real school. They played last week then. That's who they played last week. Western Kentucky. The week before, I mean. Not Western Kentucky. Yeah, they did not play Western Kentucky <laughs> back-to-back weeks. I can because Indiana's 3 and 0. Just seems um, like they a played broad 3 and 0. They played they played yeah, I mean they they beat they Illinois. They played Colorado. They played Illinois, Idaho, Western Kentucky. And they've won all those games. They've won all those games. They're three now. Who am I thinking of? Then there was someone I looked at the other day. Maybe it was a dream. Maybe this is the week Indiana just absolutely gets smoked. <laughs> You're thinking Nebraska. I mean, there's a okay, lot of shitty big schools. For the record, I'm I'm very okay with the Indiana Cincinnati over 57. Okay, well, fuck it. All right, throw it in. Our Bearcats. I'll wear, my, uh, I'll wear my Bearcats t-shirt on Saturday for you. Did Please any do. of us have Cincinnati in our bets? Yeah, I had Indi- I had Indiana Cincy over fifty seven. Oh, there it is. Okay, I was looking right, we, Are we just making things up now? <laughs> that, yeah, I, I was it. just like, we're just going completely off the rails here. That's yeah, fine. Bro, okay, bro. cool. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna pick make our bets and then have our parlay be all games we didn't pick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Ugh. Um, God, I kind. I'm not going uh, to, I'm not, I don't want to jinx this, but I love how uncomfortable we feel with this five game yes. parlay this week, because the last couple of weeks we've been just utterly confident in it. Yeah, exactly. But I think still saying that, I really them. don't know about this one. <laughs> you want to know what? I, I actually feel really good about the first three. It's the bottom two that scare me. Yeah. yeah. I worry so, that uh, the bills and dolphins are just getting back. You know what? We're just going to freaking D up. Good yeah, luck. Exactly. Exactly. That's you know, my word. What I love about that, though, what I love about that is now I've never felt more confident that the over in both those games is going to hit. Yeah. Because now that's so. scared us. Like, yeah. I let's hope it. so. I love it, boys. All right. Okay. Good luck to everybody in their bets and fantasy and everything. Like, your team's winning. By the way, everybody, yes. All of our teams, as of this moment, are in first place in our division. Like, we're living yes, the sir. good life. You know, that could all easily change here in a matter of five days. But we're not looking forward, you know, day, to, day by day. That's what we do around here. So, we appreciate you all. And today, we've been talking football.